Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. We gotta talk about the Catholic Church again. So there's this article that's really damning from the CBC. It's simply titled, Where is their soul? Inside the failed push to make Catholic Church pay for its residential school abuses. Now the article is pretty solid and it really shows where the priorities of the Catholic Church are in terms of reconciliation and where the money's going. The opening of the article is thus. Residential school survivor Rick Daniels and his wife, Judy Gray Eyes, live in a small apartment just a few kilometers from Saskatoon's towering $28.5 million Holy Family Cathedral. The cathedral features solar-powered stained glass windows, a carved granite altar, seating for 2,000 people, and a steel cross that sits 53 meters above ground, dominating the suburban prairie skyline. The church opened in 2012 following a massive multi-year fundraising campaign. But while all this was happening, critics say another financial commitment was largely forgotten. The financial commitment in question was an attempt by the diocese in Saskatoon and throughout the prairies and broadly across Canada to try and raise money, to try and raise $25 million for residential school survivors. It was an agreement promising to try and give this money to uh, show support for the indigenous communities that had been abused and neglected by the Catholic Church during the residential school program. It was supposed to help survivors, provide counseling, support for families, just recompense for the sheer horror that happened in that attempted genocide of indigenous peoples here in Canada. And yet, while the multi-year fundraising campaign raised $28.5 million for that fancy new solar-powered church, just $34,650 were raised for indigenous people. That, contributed with other donations from around the country, amounted to less than $4 million of the promised $25 million. And so, when that failed, the government told the Catholic Church to pay up. And instead, church officials hired one of Canada's top lawyers who, in a private court hearing, successfully argued that the country's Catholic churches had tried their best and had no more to give. I have seen and been in a great many Catholic church throughout this country. And as we've seen with the multi-year effort to fundraise for this new church alone in Saskatoon, which cost more than the total recompense sought by indigenous people, like, oh my God, please read the room, Catholics. So, you know, there's also like the kind of head honcho here, the Pope and the Vatican, you know, the Holy See, with them and their riches, could they not maybe help cover the difference considering it's also their fault? Nearly $29 million can be raised over a multi-year campaign for fellow Catholics in a corner of the prairies with this brand new state-of-the-art church, you know, super fancy, meeting all the nice new standards, massive cross dominating the suburban prairie skyline. Can indigenous people, many of whom themselves are practicing Christians and Catholics, can they get the same? Nope. Gee, I wonder why. So, you know, this brings us to the second part of this story, which is the fact that by the time of this recording, at least five churches have been burned, generally in BC and in Western Canada, 
on indigenous lands. And I'm pretty sure like all of them, or at least four of the five are Catholic churches. I wonder what would spur people to destroy Catholic churches, given the recent news and controversy. Now, this isn't to excuse arson, because as the community members themselves had said, like, look, it's a dry season and we don't condone arson. Like, let us figure out what we want to do with these churches, some of which were already abandoned. People just burned them down as a symbol. But not to excuse arson or anything like that. But, you know... It's not that it isn't understandable whether the arsonists are indigenous or not, given all the terrible, horrendous news from the Catholic Church in the past week or so. Between the revelation now of at least 1,300 unmarked graves on former residential school sites, and with many former residential schools being run by the Catholic Church, and Pope Francis, quote-unquote, you know, Sending his condolences, but really it wasn't to indigenous communities. And then that asshole priest from Mississauga saying, well, you know, there was good done and we can't have that that conversation. I'm just here trying to, to make my congregation and my flock feel better about the terrible news that is coming out about our church. And, oh, you know what? While we're going to raise money for this brand new and shiny church... We're not going to have the same effort. And in fact, we're going to fight in court and successfully argue and win that, well, you know, we, we tried our best. So that that's it. Even though we made a promise, we're not going to deliver on that. Like, uh, the throne of the Vatican sits atop a ziggurat of dead people. The bones of dead children and heretics and witches. It is all sitting atop a bloody throne. And this church, this powerful institution that is so old, it is nearly incomprehensible. And they have all this power and influence and wealth. And they still refuse time after time to do the right thing. It is no surprise to me, and it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone else, that many churchgoers are now staying away from the Catholic Church, or they're out outright quitting in droves, or they're burning down Catholic churches on indigenous land. It's hard not to understand why that is happening, given the Catholic Church's reticence to admit its complicity in genocide. And of course, because politics in North America is increasingly becoming a spectacle sport, where it's just about what you stand for and against, even if it doesn't make any sense, people have the audacity now to suggest that, oh, well, with these church burnings, reconciliation is a pipe dream. Or, you know, leaders of parties saying, ah, I'm still a proud Canadian, and I'm going to celebrate Canada Day without taking the moment to actually pause and reflect on why that notion of why we shouldn't celebrate Canada Day is in the news and being talked about socially, given all the terrible things that have happened and been revealed in the lead up to the holiday that celebrates the birth of our nation, that with it birthed the start of the residential school system. Canada and the Catholic Church currently sit at a moment of reckoning. We have an opportunity here to sit with ourselves and reevaluate what we've done, how we imagine ourselves, 
what we want to be and how we get there. And the church faces a similar struggle, a nearly identical moment of reckoning where they can admit to their wrongdoing in the past and move forward through a painful process of admitting guilt and complicity and then trying to move through that to begin the process of healing with the indigenous community that they outright tortured, abused, and committed genocide against. It is a hard thing to admit to doing. Unlike what this Chris Selly person says about reconciliation, meaningful reconciliation cannot begin until we as Canadians and the Catholic Church as an institution admit that we are at fault here and that we need to make amends and reparations. And until then, we should not really celebrate what we are currently. Because what we are currently is not the best version of ourselves. And until we actually begin the process of true meaningful reconciliation and admit our blame in all of this, that can't happen. And if that can't happen, progress can't be made. And the fact that this is apparently really difficult for a lot of Canadians to understand is definitely what's bothering me today.